Catholic Theological Union is a graduate school of theology and ministry in Chicago, which provides full tuition scholarships and dedicated formation to students, both in Chicago or online. Opportunities, including the new Pathways at CTU Living and Learning Community, will form young adults, especially those from Latinx, African American, Asian American, Pacific Islander, and LGBTQ communities for leadership and ministry in today's church. CTU also offers the Bernadine Scholars Program to support and form students committed to Cardinal Bernadine's vision of a consistent life ethic, reconciliation and peacemaking, and interreligious dialogue. You can learn more about CTU at ctu.edu slash programs. That's www.ctu.edu slash programs. Welcome to Plaid Skirts and Basic Black, the Black Catholic podcast whose soul will not be broken. I'm Marcia, the co-host who recently, under the tutelage of Big Frida, released her job. I'm joined by my co-host Shannon, who is working on releasing her stress. And for the first time on the main pod, fresh off of releasing her time with her baby, to hang out with us is our dear friend and guest, Vanessa Zuleta Goldberg. (laughs) Today, Hello. Hello. Today we're talking about Renaissance Act One. But before we get into Beyonce's amazing new album that has become my life coach, let's check in with our guest, Vanessa. Vanessa, welcome to the show. I am so happy to be here with you guys. We're so happy to have you with us again on the main podcast (laughs) with both of us. And we we know about you. Shannon and I know about you because we talk to you just about every day of our lives. But we want our guests to know a little bit more about you. So you have to answer the three most important questions of plaid skirts and basic black. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. That was a bonus question. So that wasn't the first one. Okay. First, <laughs> are you black? No, that's fine. That's fine. We, we, yeah. It's okay. Shannon's half black, so it's fine. Um, are you Catholic? I am. Woo-hoo! And what is the most basic thing about you? Uh, I'm going to go with seasonal pumpkin spice lattes. I was right. As time. soon as that, as soon as that mm. ish hit Dunkin' yes. Donuts and Starbucks, what was it a few days ago? Yeah. It hit Dunkin' Donuts, uh, not Starbucks. Lord, Lord bless that we have a nanny who helps me in the morning because as soon as she got here, I said, I'm going to go grab a coffee. <laughs> And I hit the road. Well, yeah, you're on <laughs> the East Coast, so you have dunks. Mm-hmm. You have all the yeah, dunks. I have both. I can, I can select, like, yeah. depending on the mood, I can do Dunkin', I can do Starbucks. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some of our local shops do it here, so I can go a little more local. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the vibe. So seasonal, that's the most basic thing about me. Um, that's amazing. It's pumpkin spice lattes. That's amazing. Awesome. So Vanessa, tell us, tell us about yourself. Give us the rundown. On VZG. Yeah. Oh, look at that. So VZG. Um, <laughs> LOL, I have practiced that signature in oh, case. That's amazing. Case. That's a notorious VZG. <laughs> yes, in case. So yes, name is Vanessa. Uh, I live in New York with our my husband, our two dogs, Coda and Bandit, who are sleeping. Uh, you guys won't see, but Marcia and Shannon will see. <laughs> like they pay bills. Like they pay yes, bills. They, oh, they Hello, snores. Like he <laughs> works like a 50-hour week. Um, <laughs> I live here with them, our husband, 
our husbands. <laughs> and I mean, uh, again, <laughs> they will see, but you guys will not see. Little G, baby G, Gabriella Eden Goldberg, who turned six months, which is insane to me. She has officially learned how to roll, uh, so she's a rolling polioli, but she turns six months in less than three weeks. Yeah, I work in communications within the church. I study theology. I love Beyonce. She is educational. When Lemonade came out, I know that I'm already jumping into Beyonce, but when Lemonade came out, I was in grad school. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, I was not in grad school. I was uh, doing a year service. And I remember the three guys, one of them who's now my husband, who we lived with. Like, I remember I just had like so much righteous anger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> them, even though they that had you did release me, you released your anger lemonade. <laughs> uh, when homecoming came out I was in grad school and I talked about yes. homecoming in every single one of my theology classes and the yes. theological implications of homecoming yes. um, I yes. ran into our admissions office in Boston College screaming about it the admissions I think she was the assistant director at that time who we're still I'm still good friends with who now works at CTU remembers me running into the admissions <laughs> office screaming about homecoming and it's theological implications on all the students <laughs> at Boston College. So anyways, I love Beyonce. I love the work that I do working in communications and social media and stuff within the church and just happy to be here with you guys tonight. We're happy to be here with you. Me. I know, but before we talk about Beyonce, before we get deep into, into all of it, let's talk about our weather. Okay. <laughs> So let's let's, um, let's let's just do it. Let's just do it. I'm going to say tornado. Um, I was like earlier before we start recording, I was like, what? Not the hurricane. The hurricane is rain. The tornado is the wind. <laughs> and like, And that has kind of been my state in life lately um, on and off. Uh, so like I said in the, uh, the open that I have released my job. And mm-hmm. I think the last time we recorded, I hadn't left my job yet or even knew that I was going to leave my job. It happened one day. I had had a realization. I walked into work not thinking I was going to quit my job that day. But um, I was like, you know what? Big Frida told me to do something. She did. <laughs> she did. She said, she said, release your job. That's she really did. She, <laughs> she sent did. a message to the people. She, to all, to, listen, to, to the all the people, people, girl. So I have... I left my job. Uh, my last day working um, at the childcare residential agency was August 3rd. And mm. like, since then, I just kind of felt like I was like caught up in this tornado, like this whole whirlwind of a lot of stuff, just swirling, trying to settle, trying to get things, you know, and I've been in and out. Like I went to Mississippi for a week and that was amazing. And it was, a, it was a really good week. It gave me a lot to think about mm. a lot, like the way I'm going to move forward and the way that I handle emotional labor and ministry and, um, people with whom like I have opposing beliefs. Um, so I've just kind of been feeling like that, like, uh, like just spinning. Um, and then tomorrow morning I leave and I go to Philly to meet my brand new baby niece. And, and that's a whole thing too. That, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. So, so it's, it's still a whole tornado, but like, there's, there's some calm in there. Like I'm dropping houses every which way, but <laughs> <laughs> like, where are my shoes? Like, where are my shoes? I don't even know. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I need to click my heels. All the wizard of Oz imagery. 
<laughs> so what about you, Vanessa? How's the weather in your neck of the woods? Oh, man. I say it, it's a bit foggy right now, knowing that the sun is coming over the horizon, but I'm still in the fog. So like for me, um, I'm going to be six months postpartum. Pregnancy and postpartum were not fun, friendly, or good experiences for me, unfortunately. Um, and I have slowly been coming to terms with not feeling guilt for that. We're good like for you. slowly, good for you. we're slowly yeah. getting there. I'm yeah. just um, still living in some like chronic physical pain, which has been causing like chronic mental, just like poopiness, you know. But thankfully, I have a really great team of just like um, just holistic doctors who are like, you know, what we're going to help you get a hundred percent. We're not going to tell you to just keep popping Tylenol and Advil because. Like, that's just no way to live, like, to just be popping down on Apple every day. So just thankful for that team. And so I feel like they're kind of been the ones that are helping me slowly inch through the fog, getting to see the sun on the horizon. Um, and then just my daughter, just watching her just grow. And every day it's a new thing of her discovering the world and the people around her. So, like, she's kind of helping break through that fog. But still in the fog. I'd say, like, I'm in that, mo- you know, that morning fog where you know the sun is going to rise, but it's like still like kind of like 4.45 between 5.30 a.m. and that fog is still sitting That's real. <laughs> yeah. You know? And like, you know that it's going to come, like the sun is going to come, but it's still foggy. That's where I'm at. Thank you, Vanessa. Oh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay, bye. Thank you. No, seriously, Vanessa. Okay, thank bye. You. <laughs> <laughs> I am your fog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just stay there. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm bringing the tone of the podcast up. Um, I am calling it. Uh, it's funny. And it's, oh, it's a Wednesday. I was like, it's not Tuesday it going up <laughs> on a Wednesday. <laughs> I am calling it cool in the morning, hot in the day and pleasant in the evening. It's kind of what the weather's like in real life around us right now. So I, my kids are back to school, which is great. And my mornings are so chill. Like they're all out the door at seven and I'm like, well, I'll just hang out for a couple hours while I wait to go to work. Let me do some yoga. Let me have some coffee and read a book. <laughs> there you go. And then I'm a little busy during the day. So it's, it's hot. There's a lot of work to do in my new work, but that's okay. Because in the evening it cools off and I just like sit out on the patio and like have a Coke and relax. And it's so weird to not have extra work to do when I get home. I mean, I could, but I don't. And that's great. (laughs) Boundary. No. Yeah. I'm going to say this as someone who has observed you in your daily life with like your previous um, life in this life. And it's, you know, it's all the same life. We're not talking about reincarnation, everybody still a very much Catholic podcast. I'm talking about since your move back, things have totally changed. Like you, you are so much like you're like, you're so much more balanced. I'm chill. Uh, happened so chill and just so happy. And it's like, it's not that you were like, no, angry, but no, I've, I've noticed the shift in all the dynamics. And it's also been really helpful because you, you have family around you all the time, mm-hmm. like all the time. And me, you also have me <laughs> who shows up at your house to eat your food. I told my sister who's been on this podcast before Hocus Pocus. You can check out that episode season. <laughs> I don't know. It was a long time ago. It was ago. a long time ago. Um, I was like, I only have you and Marcia, you're my only friends. <laughs> I need, I need new friends. 
But then I was like, no, I don't need new friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, seriously. Like, well, no new mean, friends. Like friends that are like right in, yeah, in, in town. In, like, like yeah, who I could hang out with and go like dinner or whatever. And I have Alan. I uh, Ellen and I are having lunch. Uh, Ellen is Vanessa <gasps> from Boston College, who she told all Actually, about homecoming. <laughs> yes, Alan was the person in admissions. I screamed about or scream to enjoy Wait, about Alan? she's gonna feel Ellen. 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 oh the Ellen I know oh yes, I, I know Ellen. like so yeah here we go detour <laughs> yeah I owe so much to Ellen because I was ready to drop out of grad school after year one mm-hmm. and Ellen was like Vanessa let's take some deep diaphragmic breaths <laughs> deep diaphragmic breaths and think about this mm-hmm. so I was like Ellen screw this Grew all of it. I'm not doing it. She was like deep diaphragmic breath. And then let's talk about it. And honestly, it, it was the second year of grad school that changed me as a person. If I had found, yeah. I would have never had that year. And I probably would not even like know you guys. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That, like that's so crazy. Like God is God works in amazing and wonderful ways. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about one amazing woman, Ellen. <laughs> Ellen, we love you. Shout out to Ellen. Show. This is the Ellen show. Ellen show, right? See, Ellen, the talk show is canceled, but now Ellen, this podcast, <laughs> one amazing woman, woman who has lifted us up yes. and helped us release our stress. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Beyonce, y'all. Oh my gosh, you guys, this album, this yes. album. Here's the thing. It, yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about our initial thoughts, but I just have to say this: this album is nothing like nothing she's done before. Like, oh, hundred percent. It is nothing that she has done before, and it's not 100%. her every single time. It's like I love mm. that it's called Renaissance because she's always like since. Gosh, I can't. I'm trying to pinpoint when. I think since Lemonade, she's like she's coming out like just. It's a it's, rebirth. It's a rebirth every single time. I, like every like everything like everything making sure that people know. I have so many thoughts about Beyonce and we're going to talk about this in a second. So let's talk about our initial thoughts of this album. Shannon, what were your initial thoughts on this album? Like you said, I think this is so different from so many of her other albums, especially because like you and I, Marcia, and maybe a little bit you, Vanessa, but you're a baby. We've been there since the Beyonce beginning, right? Since Destiny. Yeah, since Destiny. Since say my name, say exactly. my name. I mean, all of it. I I mean, I remember karaokeing. Is that a word? I don't know. Yes, going going to karaoke. Yes, with like with my like high school volleyball team to like that very first Destiny's Child album. And now, now I'm old with children who are about to be in high school. What is happening? (laughs) No, seriously. Listen, I'm gonna tell you this. I purchased a camo mini skirt so I could just seeing I'm a survivor because mm-hmm. that was that theme for that video. I'm dead. The song for Charlie's and, Angels. And it's still oh my gosh, yes. And Survivor still holds up because that line, I'm not gonna disrespect you on the internet because mm-hmm. my mama taught me better than that. Mm-hmm. And everyone should follow that advice because Beyonce speaks <laughs> truth no matter the decade. Yeah, having been with her since the beginning, since the the both the Destiny's child days and the pop days. And you know, she's always brought different flavors of black music throughout the centuries into her work. Um, Mm. You know, you have like those beautiful horns on crazy and love. That's sort of like a very seventies funk earth, wind and fire sort of vibe. 
and and at first I was like, you know, of course she really spread my soul. And I was like, oh, we're going 90s. We're going like 90s in the club. Like, let's go. Um, totally. And I remember listening to the, the album the first time and being like, this is so different. Do I like it? Because I'm a I'm a firm believer in like, I love Beyonce, but I'm not going to just love something because it's her. But I, I do like after like the second lesson, I was like, yeah, all of this again and again. And there's that little TikTok video with that little baby who like wants to play Break My Soul. Oh my gosh, like, yes, all the time. She's like, Beyonce released the whole Alexa thing on my baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, when Break My Soul came out, I loved it. I mean, talk about... For me, like, talk about, like, the anti-capitalist song of the century of, like, just release all these things. Also, Break My Soul came out when Gabriella was going through the four-month sleep regression. So I was singing that song to the four-month sleep regression that it, like, was not going to break my soul. But, um, no, I absolutely loved it. I think it is a true I think a rebirth has been coming for Beyonce I think we've seen glimpses of it in Lemonade in Homecoming in the birth of the twins and I think like this was just like the build-up and renaissance I think there was a lot of like rebirth for so many people right during like quarantine and stuff in many different ways like a lot of people had time on their hands that maybe they didn't have before to like really just think right and think about our own existence and whatnot and like while this is a very like fun club electronic vibe album and especially all the reviews of like critics that I've read about this album who have written about it like I think it Beyonce had a rebirth and she just is like I'm coming back stronger I'm coming back just ready to like not just give the people what they want but like not be afraid to do what I want to do and right like I feel like to some respect she has worked hard enough to do that like she does not owe the music industry or anyone anything. So she's like, I'm just going to try put whatever I want on an album. And I know the people are going to love it. And they did. Like I just, my TikTok feed, like it's been what, a few weeks in the album since the album came yeah. out. It's still, it's still folks being like, yes. I have to do a third re-listen, a fourth re-listen because it was just. Well, also the so lyrics keep changing. Good. So we have to. Yes, um, that's another <laughs> That's another thing. And like, that's another part of this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and not even Mm -hmm. Beyonce, but like Lizzo, like all Mm -hmm. this this is such a wide conversation too, I think within the music industry, but no, I, I really liked it. I've been bumping to it. I really think, and I, I probably will touch on this more later, but I really think when Beyonce became a mom, it changed the game. I don't know if you've ever watched her talk about motherhood. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have another thought about that, but yes, go ahead. Yes, I, I just I've seen interviews that she's done of like when she has those films where like they film her like working towards a, a, a music award or the production of an album. And the way she talks about motherhood, like I think when she entered into motherhood, I think even with her first experience, right, because her first experience was a miscarriage when she was, I think, in Germany. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And so like, I think like, I don't know, there was something that really awakened in her right like after blue ivy came lemonade and then like she had the black is king and homecoming and then black is king like black is she king just kept giving birth she just kept giving birth giving birth giving birth giving i love birth. that like, one is not enough mm-hmm. and i really think that it, it really i don't know she just has this freedom about herself now 
I think like like I was watching the Taylor Swift documentary again on Netflix and she talks about like right like when you're in this business you do all the business something so you constantly have to like do this remaking yourself to like stay constant and like Beyonce right like in many ways has had several rebirths but I think she's reached a point where she's like I am Beyonce and so if I want to put out an album like Renaissance I'm gonna put it out and you can say what you want to say but this album is gonna be great and it just Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So here's the thing. When Lemonade came out, when Formation came out and Ugh. everyone was, was singing, it, listen, I loved when that ha- that moment happened because people were like, wait, Beyonce's black. Like everyone knew Beyonce was black, right? Yes. Like they knew she was black. Yes. Like they knew here's no. the, let me, let me correct this. Yes. They knew that she was a dark skinned woman, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But then yes. when Formation came out, they yes. knew she was a blackity black woman, yes. she right? Said, I, yep. She's like, I'm black. Yep. I'm going to tell you about yep. yourself. I'm going to tell you about me. And, she, and here's the thing. The wonderful yep. thing about it was that not only was she saying I'm black, but I'm creating for black people. You can like it. And I'm you can come with, with me. Black people. Like I'm bringing black yeah. people to the table mm-hmm. every to time be part of this creation process. And, and I'm making sure they're getting highlighted in that work. And she does it every single time. And she kept doing it. And cause before she was relying on like the songwriters and the producers and mm-hmm. white men were telling her what to do. Constantly. You know what I mean? Like they had control over her identity as a black woman. I mean, you can, you and can, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that the thing that strikes me the most is when she recorded four and she did the YouTube, like the documentary about four, it's like literally like pretty much across the board, all white people at that executive producing table. Yeah. And then you see who she brought in for black is King in the documentary. Yeah. All different ball game. Mm-hmm. And and it had to be a different ball game. Right. And I think since that moment, she's like, this is who I need to be like, because it's who I am. Right. And she says it in there, she's like, hello, yeah. my mom is Tina. She's like, she's like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And everybody was like, well, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> right. Because they didn't know what else to do. But I think that also helps start a really important conversation and help as far as like what black womanhood looked like. And she continues it with black is King. It wasn't, it was about being like African, like, and it was about being black blackness too, but it was like behind the backdrop of Africa because um, I, I said this on the pop culture catechism podcast where Beyonce changed, not just because she became a mother, but she came a mother to a black girl, like dark skin, Mm -hmm. black girl, Beyonce had light skin privilege. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she's brown, like she's got like pretty brown skin, you know, whatever. But she's, she's light. And she brought a child into the world who, yeah. and here's the thing, not only is black, but she has black features. It's not just about that. Like Blue Ivy, yeah. has, Blue Ivy has black nose. She's got kinky hair. She's got, do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, she's got yeah. like, yeah. and yeah. she's like, I can't like, it's not enough that mm-hmm. I'm successful and I'm doing this. She's like, it's not enough because I think, I think that's when she started thinking legacy and when we have legacy and, and, it, and it's evolved. Okay. So my first initial thoughts were when we first came to this album, I was like, we had lemonade, right. Where it was like, get like get information. Didn't I tell you get information. Right. Then we have black is King where it's like appreciate. Right. And then this is like, she leaned into this. What she said when this album, I'm a fully embraced black womanhood and every single stereotype that you have about us, I'm going to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to celebrate it again. And then I'll make you sing along and celebrate it, but I'm not going to let you appropriate it. Like that is, that's what this is. And the visuals yeah. of Black is King, because that's a visual oh, album. Oh, phenomenal. Like phenomenal. that is a visual album. Like don't tell phenomenal. me it's not. 
Like it and is you meant know, to be watched. You know, you know that there was some tough conversations in those executive yes, tables when she started to was. script out Blackest King. And that is what it is. Like she keeps it at the forefront. And it she spanned the decades of black womanhood oh, yeah. in this album with black music, black womanhood, all of it. And it just like interconnected it. Like it was amazing. So those are my initial thoughts were like, this is, this is it. And here's now this is act one, which means there yeah, are more yeah. acts to follow. Yeah. There are more acts to follow. And, and not even acts, you know, there is a visual component. I can't wait. She I mean, has oh, already teased it. She's I'm already right. teased it. Exactly. But the visual this is component is coming. <laughs> it is coming. It's going to be like fine wine. It's Everyone fine. was saying like, they go, is this Beyonce's reputation era? And I, I go, no. Nah. I was like, reputation was Taylor Swift's Renaissance era. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it really was. <laughs> Actually, that's a much better comparison. It really was. Even though they it came from before, But it's not a competition. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, so I'm just going to get out of the way. We had a hat trick for our favorite song because it was kind of amazing. So we're going to talk about that song and then we can talk about our, our next favorite song. So our <laughs> first favorite song, like everyone, cause Shannon started typing in that we have an app, um, a document and Shannon was like, I'm that girl. I'm like, you mean alien superstar. <laughs> so, and then that's a real, I'm like, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's Shannon favorite. Okay. Shannon, tell me what you love about that song. I love the surprise of it. Like we're going one way and then all of a sudden uh, you sort of interlace sort of the spoken word art with this beautiful vocal. I don't know. It's great. Love it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, just funny. You're like, it's great. I love it. No, I thought it was awesome. Like there's nothing else you can say about it. Vanessa, what about you? <laughs> uh, I, I really love, I love the beat of it. Um, I just love the ah, too classy for this world. Like it's just so smooth. Like it just makes you like yes. okay. Like yeah, I am too classy for this world. Forever, yes, I am that girl. Like it just I yes. feel like it's the kind of song that like you can kind of listen to. You don't have to be in the club to listen to it to like just have yes. a good vibe. Like it's just a good song. Yeah. Um, and I loved the um, do not attempt to leave the dance floor because it reminded me of Missy Elliott's where she's like, listen up, like there's something contaminating people on the dance floor. Oh, <laughs> I know you're talking that about song. that. Mm-hmm. Missy Elliott, it's past that Dutch. Okay. <laughs> that's how her, her song kind of, Missy Elliott's old song, like that's kind of starts like Beyonce. And I mm-hmm. like love the beat of that song and everything. Um, so when I heard that, I was like, it like brought me back to like when I used to sneak Missy Elliott tapes into my room and hear them because I wasn't allowed to listen to Missy Elliott. Okay. So what is your second? We talked about energy. We talked about alien superstar. So Shannon, do you have a second favorite song that you like? Uh, yeah, I'm going to live up to the basic part of this name. Uh, break my soul. It's amazing. <laughs> it reminds me of being a kid in the nineties and hearing yes. all those like great. Now they would be called EDM songs that they were called techno. Yes. <laughs> and like, you know, things like uh, what is love or um, <laughs> Ooh, you like, and, uh, you know, I was like nine. I had no idea what clubs in New York were like, but that was the music <laughs> and I love it. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm back in the nineties and I'm not sad. 
because sometimes I'm sad, but I was not sad about it that day. <laughs> I was gonna say break my soul, but I will I will three I will three, leave that one with Shannon. I I I'm between church girl and puppet. <laughs> church listen. Church girl and puppet. Church girl hits me on a level. I, it hits me on a level. So mm-hmm. it's so funny. All the like deconstructing like evangelist folks that I follow all love church girl. Because there's here's it. There's they're a like, realness to church like, girl. Church girl understands yes, it us understands in a way that we needed to be understood. It's mm-hmm. when I heard church girl the first time, I was like, yes, because I grew up I grew oh. up in a black church and the black Protestant yeah. church. This is very specific. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like I was yep. like, this oh, is no, yeah. this song. I listen. If you know this, you know, and you have you hear the song Church Girl, like someone that you know pops into your mind when you hear this song. And oh, 100%. and that in like right away, like someone I grew up, like she popped into my mind. And I was like, yes. And it was like still all the respect and all the understanding. And it was like this saw her on a level that other people didn't. Again, another great vibe. And these lyrics are too. What I like is that they're easy to sing to, but you have to learn them. Does yes. that make sense? Yep. Like there are some songs that like immediately like it just hits, and yes. there are some songs that like it hits, but you have to take you your have, time. And then when you, you gotta be invested, yep. and then you're like, you whoa. Invest. So like this, this is me. Like I still have not. I I'm still in the investment part. I like Huffet. I think I was telling you guys that like I saw a ton of TikToks of like not millennial. What's the generation before millennial? Gen X. Gen X, right here. Yeah, right so here. a lot That's of me. like Gen Xers, a lot of like, I saw a lot of the ignored like, generation. It is the ignored generation. Seen, it really I've is. I've seen a lot of TikToks specifically of like black women Gen Xers, like vibing with their, like with their friends being like the elders, like Gen Xers. Yes. Thank you for songs like Cuff It because it like reminds us yes. of like our we, 20s. Yes. And it brings that spirit back into us. And like, it reminds us that like, you know what? If Beyonce is still grooving and moving at this yes. age for herself, like who says we can't do the same? That when I, yes. Who says we can't do the same? Cuff It is, yes. That's a, it's a yeah. whole vibe. Yeah. So um, I would say I'd say Cuff It is probably my second. Okay. Look at you. You're like, yes. Yeah. Cozy is my second mm. favorite song. Like I love, like all these songs are so good. There's some songs that I don't really know are. as well, but like I will play Cozy. Like I just love that one so much. Like it just, it makes me dance. Like Cozy is such a great, it's a great song. Not even like body positive song, but just like human positive Human song positive like, song. in my skin. My skin. Just whatever so that good. is, whatever that means. So good. And like, you can take it the body positive route, but like, there are so many people who are not comfortable in their skin that they look flawless, but they're not comfortable. Like it's a, it's a whole vibe. It is a whole vibe. It really it's like, is. can't it nobody really tell is. me nothing. Whole vibe. And I love cozy. Um, but really quick, I want to talk about church girl. <laughs> so when I heard this song, like it really, it like made me emotional. So there is this woman who, when I grew up, um, she's in my mom's generation. She would show up to church every day, red lipstick on fishnet tights. Right. And Mm. like dress for church, but that's what she wore. And like, I grew up Pentecostal and it was like a no makeup skirt down to like the basement. Like it was a very, you know, very strict dress code the way it was. That woman showed up every Sunday morning, sat in that same pew 
um, dressed the way she was dressed. And back in the day when you had to have pantyhose, sometimes she didn't have pantyhose. If she did, she had fish champagne. She had her red lipstick on hair done set there. And it is, she is one of those people that has always reminded me like no matter what, without her even ever having to tell me, like she was ministering to me as a girl telling Mm. me there's always a place for me in the body of Christ before I even Mm. knew those words, body of Christ, right? Like before I knew what that was, um, no matter sometimes scare tactics that were put into you when you grow up real Protestant and real black. When I heard that song, I immediately thought of her and like the role she played in helping me become me without her even realizing or knowing Mm. it. And yeah. is that, that's a whole, do you know what I mean? Like, that's a whole thing. Yeah, and I think no, that, 100%. Like, is really beautiful. Like she is, she's around my mom's age and all my life. I've known her my whole entire life. Our families are friends. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah, without me ever even having to like express, uh, uh, express that, like, I'm just like, no, that that's her, right? Like her in that pew with her Bible, with fishnets and red lipstick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's like, thing. And it was, yeah. and it's really beautiful. And that's the thing where you don't think about the fact that like when people are judging like women based on their church standards and whatever that is, and their evangelical views, like that happens, like, and this is me coming out of my, like going to my like Pentecostal background, it actually breaks their soul, right? You're yeah. over here preaching about how you want to save their soul, but you're really breaking it. And it's really beautiful how her living her life as she lived it. And me witnessing that even in my youth and my teen years, that helped save my soul. Like help me recognize mm. that there's still a place for me in the church as I, as I am. And yep. that was just really beautiful. So there I love that. It's like, look at us. I love that. And I think I guarantee you, if you were to sit down and like have a glass of wine with Beyonce and share that story from church girl, she would be like, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. That was literally the vibe. <laughs> so Beyonce, come on the show, show have a glass of wine with us. <laughs> Seriously. Can you imagine? I would die. I would die. I would die. Right. I would like figure out how to hop on and be like, yes, I'm also a co-host. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, girl, I if Beyonce ever been... came, we would have you on. We would have Ogechi on. Like, mm-hmm. like a co-host. it would be, LOL. yes. It's like, yes, it is a five host, co-hosted podcast. We're, we're just here to listen. We're here. Just a masterclass, masterclass from the beehive. <laughs> so now that I've talked, we've talked about church girls and Cuffit and Cozy and alien superstars and just celebrating specifically black womanhood. The only women who are empowered by Beyonce aren't all black women. Right. And everyone here on this podcast is not black, a black woman. (laughs) So let's talk about how this reflects our views as womanhood as BIPOC women, or even as Catholic BIPOC women, even though like we talk about, there's something like drop it, like it's hottie, drop it, drop it, like (laughs) thotty. there's something thotty about it, but there's something holy, holy hotties. (laughs) <laughs> right. Shannon's gonna cut that like, out. <laughs> think about Beyonce, and uh, feel free again to cut off if necessary. Here's my thing about Beyonce again: the way she comes at intimacy with a partner, and if you want to frame it right within the Catholic narrative, like as a married woman, I've seen over and over and over again. Like when Beyonce performed at the Super Bowl, at that time I was following many, many Catholic accounts many catholic speaker accounts not that i'm not anymore but just mm-hmm. maybe different catholic mm-hmm. accounts right but whatever and i just remember like the absolute uproar of like how horrible and scandalous and i remember really sitting with that performance because for me when i watched her perform at the super bowl 
again, not a black woman, but as a brown Latin woman, there was just something about, again, seeing a woman of color run the show and really like have the authority to do the show and not even the show, but like to do something within her power, her capacity, her gift, her talent, and to do it in the best way possible that she knew she could like a hot, she, she gives always more than a hundred percent. Like sometimes she gives a little too much. Like when I watched her in homecoming and she was like, I didn't eat sugar for like a whole year. I wanted to be like Beyonce, sweetie, we love you. You can eat eat sugar. Sugar None is, of us yeah, want you to go on this sugar. type of no. diet. You, no, you don't, you don't need to. You can get carby for us. No. We love you. Like, you don't got to stop eating stuff and only eat fish. Like, mm. honey, please. No, I remember when she was, like, eating an apple, and she was like, I don't want to eat this apple right now. And it's like, then don't eat the apple. Don't eat a donut. Anyways. You're dancing like crazy. You burn, yeah, like, 5,000 right? calories a day. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just, like, there. Beyonce always outdoes herself, and... I think in the beginning, and I've watched a lot of like Beyonce videos on YouTube, like I, I like OG, like since day one, love Beyonce, love just doing the deep dive of her artistry, not even as a celebrity, but like who she is as an artist, who she yes. is as a woman. Love on she top will always be the best. Yes. And here's the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. Beyonce is 100% intentional about everything she does. Like Beyonce does not put out a ratchet song just to put out a ratchet song. Mm-hmm. Beyonce nope, does not put nope. out a crass song just put it about put out a crass song. Beyonce does not dance a certain way just to dance a certain way. Beyonce does not dress a certain way. Beyonce has Preach. very are uh, like detailed, not even artistry, but like a very professional way of working in this industry that I think a lot of people don't give her credit for. And I think, and this is right, this is like even where inherent racism comes in. People see Beyonce dancing the way she does, singing the way she does, singing about what she does, and immediately associate it, right, with this like, well, when Black artists sing and dance this way, right, we think this about them. And we don't even think about what, the whole vision behind it. We have this, again, racist association to these types of narratives and stories that they're telling and so we just think oh well she's just shaking it just because like she just wants to shake it in front of everyone or she's just writing about this in this way because she just like you know wants to do it and she doesn't really know how to write maybe a a, a more I've seen like some critics say that like she doesn't write deep profound actual music and it's just like bop that's kind of be like empty filling in your head and I'm like have you ever read a Beyonce have I, read those lyrics read those lyrics like all, like listen read those lyrics hush your mouth a lot of people within a faith complex have issues with beyonce because of racism yes all the racism they just do i don't know i think to sum it up i think as being a woman of color to see someone like beyonce who is so again comfortable in her skin mm. and is moving through life and is experiencing all these things that come with life for people in different ways and in different avenues. And so truthfully and honestly writing about it and creating because of it, 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 it makes me feel like, okay, I can also be comfortable in existing in this space and creating in this space in reference to the stories that I'm also living. And I don't have to hide it, you know? I don't, and if I want to keep it private, I can but if I want to kind of like just live it out more publicly, like I have that right to, I no one has a right to take that space from me. And I think Beyonce does that beautifully. And I think that she also like calls for other women to do that, especially for women of color. 
because constantly our space is constantly being taken apart and taken out by other areas and other people and, and so appropriated <laughs> Yes, this is your space. This is your space. And that's why I think I love the term that Beyonce took as an artist after Lemonade. Because, like you said, Beyonce is Black. But after Lemonade, Beyonce was like, no, I am Black. Like, I think, like, she really wanted folks to do that. And I think, like, the point you make, really, for me, was such an eye-opener when you said, like, once Blue Ivy was born, she had to, like, it was like, no, 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 I want to create a world in which my daughter is proud to be Black. Yes, exactly. Every essence of the way. Anyways, I don't know if that answered the question. No, that like I like, listen, you left no crumbs. You left no crumbs. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I don't have I have nothing else to add to that. And that was really beautiful. I don't know if Shannon has anything to add about. So although you left no crumbs, <laughs> I'm going to make a whole new course. Um, no, that being like a black woman and a Catholic, so much of what she like is celebrating what God has created, right? Yes. Um, what God has created. Yes. And also it, even like the struggle, her, like the evolution, like what's come out of it. Um, and I think there's some really wonderful, well, Renaissance, a rebirth, a resurrection, like all those things mm-hmm. of like, like I started from the bottom now we're here, but not Drake. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, all of that, right? Like you, you get that from start to finish, right? Where it's like, the first single is break my soul. And that's our very first intro into this album. And it all talked about release, like dying to self, like taking off the old man and putting on the new man or woman. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, think about it. like yeah. everything no, 100%. release, 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 release. 100%. Right. But that's where it was like all that release, like dying to self, like, even though like it comes later in the album, but the fact that that was our first introduction to the yeah. album was all about releasing, like dying to self, taking off the old man and putting on the new again, man. intentional in intentional. everything that she does. Yes. Shan, what'd you have to say? speaking to that intentionality and also to the fact that so much of Beyonce's latest work in the past, like five years has been so visual. It's been about creating those visuals mm-hmm. like things like black is a king. One thing that is very affirming for me is to see her with all of her curves and her black body, right? Like a very quote unquote mm-hmm. black typical body. I mean, she's obviously extremely beautiful and fit in the way that most of us aren't going to be because we don't dance all day, every day. Sorry, Beyonce, I people. love sugar. Yeah. So. Right. Um, I'm going to eat the donut. Yes. Celebrated yeah. to see the people that she chooses to be her dancers, to be in yes. her homecoming, um, especially oh. as a biracial woman who has lived in mostly white spaces and had mostly white beauty standards upheld for me and who does not have a quote unquote white body, but is, uh, I definitely have the African genes in that context. And to see someone who is upheld as beautiful, sexy, attractive, um, and the ideal quote unquote, like the ideal who has a body that has fat, that has curve, mm-hmm. that has things that are right by the, by the sort of standard that's been upheld for me since I was a kid 
too big or too round or too wide or whatever, like the, the adjective is, is so affirming. And that is an intentional choice too. not her body. Obviously she doesn't intentionally choose what her body looks like, but the people that she puts in front of it and the way that she chooses to, you know, bring in directors who are bringing in that view, that sort of lens and to not feel like uh, if I'm not a stick, then I'm not beautiful. Uh, and I think yeah. that it's just such a really wonderful thing that I would add as a woman of color, because too often European beauty standards become the norm. And it, it's, it sounds kind of shallow because we've been talking about these very deep things. But, you know, I think all three of us would agree that like the outward has so much effect on us um, as women of color of what is well, the perception of the outward. Mm -hmm. That's what, yeah, that has an effect on us. And then you don't even want to talk about any of this. And you just want to talk about Beyonce as an artist, the vocal range in this album. Girl. Beyonce was like, I don't need to belt out a ballad for you. Nope. I have galactic abilities to do the. I am an alien superstar. (laughs) But also very just like, I mean, she can go any, any, any range, any, any range. And again, she does it all. She does it all. And the the great thing about Beyonce is she does not half bake anything. She does it all. And the album is very intentional. The lyrics are very intentional. Who she writes it for and by and who she brought to the table is very intentional. As the New York Times review of this album literally ends their thing. The last sentence for it is like, new salvation, old foundation. Oh, my God. And on that note. (laughs) I mean, there's only one. Yeah. There's yes, um, the old salvation. It's all the same, baby, and it's all there for you, people. <laughs> all for you. Invite Jesus into your heart. <laughs> well, won't you come, Lord? It's time for the altar. <laughs> we should Holy have an spirit. offertory. We should have an altar call. Altar call. <laughs> let's let's like call to the me. altar the Is things. <laughs> I think that we, like, our souls definitely aren't broken because we have been taken to church. (laughs) So, and here comes the part of the podcast where we offer, it's where we offer, I don't know what we can offer. I mean, to have a Beyonce theme for this. Where we offer you energy. (laughs) Energy and 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 (laughs) Yes, everything. Um, So more things to help reinforce your soul so it won't get broken. Hey, hey. So now that we've uh, talked about this album and like this way, that way, backwards and forwards, let's offer you some things that will reinforce your soul <laughs> so that you don't break mm. it. It is time okay. for the offertory. Um, we have a few things to offer you. Shannon, why don't you go first and tell us what you have for the offertory? You know, I love going first. So a couple things. First and foremost, deep breaths, whether you're meditating or you're just relaxing or you just need more oxygen in your brain. You took mine. Deep breaths are amazing. I was going to say deep diaphragmic breath. That's my new thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I do this. Often. DDFs. Oh, no. DDBs. Uh, DDBs. I can't talk. <laughs> DDBs. I've been doing a lot more like two minute mindfulness meditations lately because of my spiritual director, who's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, actually, this is really good. 
<laughs> this is like really good. And then uh, for your consumption, two free things, or at least free at the library. Uh, the first one is a web series called The Lizzie Bennett Diaries. It's on YouTube. It's about 10 years old and it's a vlog like style updated version of Pride and Prejudice. Marcia knows that this is my favorite, but it's so, 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 so good. And I love it. And right now the star is doing a, what she's calling the look back diaries, which is she's doing a vlog with her co-stars and people who are involved in production and all that for the 10 year anniversary of looking back and at that show, that web series and how um, foundational it was, because it was kind of like the first version of that type of redo of a classic work. So Lizzie Bennett Diaries on YouTube, just go to YouTube, search Lizzie Bennett Diaries. And then uh, finally, a book that I loved. It's called Meet Me in the Margins by Melissa Ferguson. Uh, She's like a clean romance writer and most of her stuff is cute but I and it's just sort of like I'll pick it up when I'm like oh this is like a fun like fluffy read but this one was really good it was about a woman who wants to write a novel and she has a secret editor who finds her novel stored away in a secret place and starts writing her notes in the margins that is adorable and I'm so excited I need to read this book and I love it I'm about to like like go on the Libby app right yeah. now and find it. Did you get it yeah, on Libby? No, I love like I loved it. I don't often like get I I love reading romance novels just for like the sheer hit of serotonin and like it's a nice read. Mm-hmm. But this one I was just delighted with the whole time. And yeah, check it out. Okay, I just placed a hold on it on the Livy app. Okay. I am very um I, I have 20 weeks to go. So I may well, That's a long time. A long time. It's long, a long man. time. But it's okay. Here's the thing with the Livy app. Like I put them in there and then when they show up I'm like, "Oh yeah, You're I have like, so many books." Yeah. I have so many books. It's yeah. fine. Delayed gratification yeah. is important. So that's the first yeah. thing that I want to offer. Delayed gratification. Yeah. We'll keep money and in your pocket. <laughs> A deep diaphragmic breath. You gotta keep you. You gotta keep that cast because when Beyonce tour tickets come out, I right girl. Know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I was like, oh, I ain't got no job. My family and I oh, be talking about how I'm the Tommy. It's oh, Friday. I ain't got no like, job. Beyonce told us to quit our <laughs> job. No Are job. you giving those tickets for free? Right? Exactly. Are you giving those tickets for me. free? You told me to release my job. <laughs> you told me to release everything, and then you tell me nosebleeds. Uh, tickets are like eight hundred dollars, girl. <laughs> right? Exactly. Girl, you better so, tell Joe Biden to pay for those. Yes, <laughs> Joe, buy me some concert tickets. <laughs> Joe Biden should buy everyone one <laughs> Beyonce concert ticket for all the crap that we have had to endure in this country in the last, like, just even the last three years. Everyone yes. should get one Beyonce free ticket. Yes, because they tried to break our soul. They tried to break. They our really soul. did. They really did. Not even break it. They were like, let's spit on it, stomp on it. Even a few kids. All of it. I don't want another stimulus check. I want a Beyonce ticket. For free. It costs the same. It's the same. Yeah, I was going to say, that's about the same price. (laughs) A a stimulus check covers one Beyonce ticket, one drink at the Beyonce concert, and one (laughs) One t-shirt on sale. Maybe that's, a hot dog. That's what I want. Maybe. Yeah, that's I don't want a yeah. check. Oh, hot dog. I want that's a pro true. bono Beyonce concert ticket. <laughs> I love that. Yes, that that's what it should be. Um, so, in addition to delayed gratification, <laughs> there is a book. Okay, so there's a series of books written by romance authors. Um, it's called Meant to Be. 
novels. And so like they take like fairy tales, usually like the Disney ones, and they write a modern story about it. So the one, the first one I read was actually like the second one and it's called by the book uh, and it is beauty and the beast. And it's about a girl named Isabel and the, her love interest is Bo Towers. <laughs> so it is such a cute book the whole time. I was so excited. There were like obvious Disney references and all these things and like nods to like the fandom and what have you. It made me like giddy and excited and I loved it. So I definitely recommend that. Also my now favorite podcast even more than my podcast is archetypes. Absolutely. Um, the Megan Markle podcast. I agree with this. Like it. Okay. Here's the, it is can't so listen good. to us. Listen, like, to, listen me. to Megan. You have to and, choose. Pick Megan. <laughs> right. Exactly. And we have, I've heard some criticisms about it and it is what it is. Right. That podcast is good. I don't care if people don't like it. You don't like her. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say this right here. Okay. There was a segment where she talks about an event that happened when they were in South Africa. It's been all over the news. So this is might be a spoiler or not, scary. but scary. how she did it. Mm-hmm. It was scary how there was a fire um, at the house where they were staying when they went to, was it South? It was South Africa, right? Yeah. But specifically in the nursery and their, mm. um, their nanny at the time had the habit of just wearing Archie like on her back. And so she was about to put him down for a nap, but she wanted a snack. And she's like, you know what? It's going to take a bit to put him down. I'm going to go get a snack first. And she took him and wrapped him up and she went and started preparing herself a snack. And in the room, the one of the heaters burst and there was no um, smoke detector in the room and there was a fire. He was supposed to be sleeping in that room. Also <laughs> special by Lizzo. This album, it's also really raw. Like it's the Lizzo that we know and love. If Juice was Lizzo being Lizzo and bombastic and take me as I am, mm-hmm. special is Lizzo healing. And mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful to behold. And I love it. It's, oh my gosh, it's so good. Like they're like, it like made me cry when I first heard it. Um, it's a beautiful album. And that's another one, like those respectability politics will make you not want to listen to it or think about it, but that is your loss. That is your loss. It is so good. That's all I'm going to say. Vanessa, what do you have to offer us? I have to, I am still sticking to deep diaphragmic breathing <laughs> Man, because it has been so good for my soul as I exercise, mm-hmm. as I deal with anxiety, I find myself uh, becoming more conscious every day of how I breathe as I stand and watch baby bottles, as I'm putting laundry in the dryer, I've become more conscious of how I breathe. And I think it is just a really good, a good, it's a good self check with yourself too. Every time you kind of take those minutes. So deep diaphragmic breathing, hundred percent. I'm going to stick with the music. I'm going to veer just a little, but, um, if you are looking for just a serotonin, Harry's house, I don't know if you've looked it's- Oh my God. It's so good. Listen, that whole album. Oh my music yes. is so good right now. It's it so really good. is. Harry's house is a phenomenal album. I have been playing it nonstop for G and I throughout the day to listen to Harry's house is just a great, great, great album. So a hundred percent deep diaphragmic breathing Harry's house. And that's our show guys. We had such a great time. We would love for you to follow our thick thighs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
at PSBB Podcast. You can follow me, Marcia, at Stylish Lucia. You can follow Shannon at Team Quarter Black. And you can follow Vanessa at Vanessa with one of every letter underscore Goldberg. Yes, Vanessa with one S at <laughs> one of every letter. Yes, I love that. I love the way you said that. Please email us at platskirtsandbasicblack at gmail.com or visit our website at www.psbbpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. Please help others find our podcast by rating and reviewing us five points and five stars on Apple Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. You can also shop our merch at psbbpodcast.myspreadshop.com or by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash psbbpodcast. As always, thank you to Jesus for giving us Beyonce and all the other artists we love. Thank you once again to Jazar for our theme song, Season of Mars, for getting all up in our minds each week. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining us today, sharing your insight, faith, and laughter. You're that girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. (laughs) Thank you, Shannon, for being either a church girl or an alien superstar. I'm not sure which. Neither am I. (laughs) Finally, thanks to all of you, our listeners, for joining us on the Renaissance of PSBB podcast from so many unexpected breaks. We can't wait to be with you again next week for yet another foray into the depths of our crazy and amazing shenanigans. Bye. Bye.